Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. The reading is from Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, This... um... This term, starting today and right through uh, till Easter, we'll be looking at uh, the first section of Mark's Gospel. And, um, and so that's why Owen has just read that for us. And today we're going to begin looking at Mark chapter 1, verse 1. Let me ask you if anybody's had some good news over Christmas. Any good news you want to share with us? Oh, it's been a pretty dull Christmas then. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's some good news. Say again. Oh, adoption of two boys. How wonderful. Brilliant. How old are they? Two years and six months, that's quite a thing to suddenly get a two-year-old and a six-month-year-old in your family. Well, how exciting for them. And uh, any other good news? Well, I'm glad one person's had some good news as well. <laughs> this is going well. This is meant to be, this is the interactive bit. So if this doesn't go well, I tell you, the rest, you've just got to sit and listen. Um, I've, I've had five couples come to me with good news of engagements. It's been amazing. What a busy Christmas. All these people getting down on one knee and having a great moment and fantastic. We had a wedding yesterday. There's been lots of good news uh, for me, it's been sort of coming at me right, left and centre. I wonder what's the best news you've ever heard? Anybody want to tell me the best news they've ever heard? It's quite a difficult question, isn't it? Oh, OK. Ted, do you want to tell me your best news? Um, that God can protect us and forgive us. That God will protect us and forgive us. Wow. I couldn't have done that better if I'd placed him there. <laughs> Good man, Ted. Excellent. Anybody else got some good news? You can't really top that, can you? Was there one at the back and now you want to withdraw your best news? Oh, yes. What's your best news? When I found out we got the UView. You, you got... That when we got the UView. UView. Wow, you got UView. That is so exciting. Wow. I'm not sure what that is, but it does sound really good. And um, I can't wait till I get it as well. I have to find out how you got that. You view. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. Some of you will have had great news as you open your Christmas presents. Where you go, I got what I wanted. Well, look, if you look at Mark chapter 1 again, let me read it. If you can't see a Bible, then this is what it says. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the word gospel simply means good news. It's sort of magnificent news. And um, so the first thing we want to learn about Mark's gospel is that the gospel... Mark's gospel uh, tells us good news, good news. And indeed, until you have understood 
that the gospel is the best news you've ever heard, let me say to you, you haven't really understood what Christianity is about. Until you kind of want to answer as Ted answered and say, that's the best news ever, you haven't quite got it. So it might be that you, you think, well, Christianity is not that exciting. Well, let me say to you then, yeah, there's something that we haven't explained to you properly about it because it is the best news ever. Now, do you also see in Mark chapter 1, it says the beginning of the gospel about Jesus. Here's the second thing you see. The good news is about Jesus. Do you notice what it's not about? The good news of the gospel, the good news is about Jesus. It's not about church. It's not about religion. Uh, It's not about trying to be good. That wouldn't be very good news at all. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people get quite confused. You know, Noel Edmonds, um, he uh, presents uh, Deal or No Deal. Daytime television. I know it all, of course, because I don't have anything else to do, really, during the week. Uh, You've got to fill your time somehow. But Noel Edmonds, some years ago, said, the most boring church is the most boring experience on offer. I've uh, often wondered if I met Noel Edmonds, if I could ask him if he's ever watched his own television programme, but that's another thing altogether. Um, But you see, uh, if you think Christianity is about church, you might well think... It's not good news at all, uh, because church can be pretty dull sometimes, can't it? Uh, Christianity is about Jesus. Many people are confused. Listen to the sorts of things people say to, to me anyway sometimes. Somebody said to me not so long ago, I don't think you have to go to church to be a Christian. The funny thing was, when we were talking, I hadn't even mentioned church, but they thought Christianity was church. Just this week, somebody said to me, just this week, they said to me, I'm not religious. I wanted to say back to them, neither am I. But it wasn't really appropriate to say that. But they thought Christianity was religion. No, no. Christianity is Jesus. It's good news about Jesus. And uh, somebody else, some years ago now, said to me, I'm a good person. That makes me a Christian. So they thought that the good news was about trying to be good. Well, that isn't good news at all, especially on New Year's Day when you start to think, I'm going to try and be good, and by the 2nd of January you realise you can't keep it up. That's not good news at all. Isn't it strange how people are confused? Maybe we're a bit confused as well. Christianity is about Jesus, not about church, not about religion, not about trying to be good. And I reckon that's a challenge for many of us who are Christians here. I wonder if we've just lost the focus that uh, what we're really about is a person, not about a set of rules or what we do on a Sunday. It's about a person. And it would be brilliant at the beginning of this new year to think, I'm going to focus on Jesus. And Mark's gospel will help us to do that because it's all about him. Christianity is about Jesus. So it's good news. It's about Jesus. And thirdly, look at chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's good news about Jesus being the Christ, the Son of God. Now, the word Christ is, uh, well, it's the same same word if you look in your Old Testament for the word Messiah. And um, it basically means the king, the anointed one, which is why I've put a big crown here. And even this expression, the Son of God, is really talking about Jesus being the king. 
Because in the Old Testament, the, uh, the son of God or the king was often described or called the son of God. Jesus, so good, the, the good news is about Jesus being king of all. You see, Christ is not Jesus' uh, second name. It's not like his surname. If you wanted to find him back in the first century, you wouldn't look up Christ in the Jerusalem phone book and say, ah, oh, there's his phone number. That wasn't how it worked. It's a title. He is the king. Now, when we go through Mark's gospel in these next few weeks, we will see how he is king. Firstly, we'll see in chapter one that he is king over evil spirits. There's a remarkable story early on in chapter one when he comes face to face with these evil spirits and in just a word, he gets them chased out and they can't do anything about it. They obey everything he says. I wonder if some of you here are understandably a little bit frightened of some of the evil in the world. Well, in a way you should be because the evil in the world is very, very powerful. But you know, Jesus is the one who is more powerful. He is the king over all evil. Isn't that wonderful to know? Uh, A bit later on in Mark's Gospel, chapter one again though, we see that Jesus is king over sickness. So people were bringing people to Jesus, uh, people who were sick, and he was healing them with a word. He was able to heal them. How wonderful to think that Jesus can deal with disease. I wouldn't be at all surprised if a number of us aren't a bit scared of all sorts of diseases. We hear of Ebola coming onto our shores. But even if that seems a bit distant, just terrible things happen when we get very, very poorly. Jesus is king over disease. Isn't that wonderful to know? And then later on in Mark's gospel, we see that Jesus is king over the sea and over nature. Do you remember that wonderful thing at the end of chapter four of Mark's gospel? Uh, when Jesus is in a boat and his disciples are with him and this great big storm whips up. It was pretty windy a couple of days back. Can you imagine being on the sea when that was happening? And this whirlwind whipped up and the uh, the disciples were absolutely terrified and Jesus, with a word, stopped it. He just said, be still, and instantly it was still. Jesus is king over nature. That's important to know because who knows what might happen when we're out and about. Of course, you might say to me, well, that's all very well, but at the moment, you know, I'm not really frightened of the evil in the world, no evil in my life. I'm not really frightened of, um, of disease. I feel very well. And uh, I'm not really frightened of, uh, of the sea. I'm not going on any cruises. I'm going to go uh, on skiing. I'm going to go under the, under the channel. That's the way I always go, rather than go on the sea. I'm not frightened of any of those things. Why do I need Jesus? Well, you see, the fourth thing we see in Mark's Gospel is that he is king over death. It is a remarkable thing. In chapter five, we'll get to this later in the term, in chapter five, he comes across a little girl, a little girl who's just died. And uh, he takes two of his disciples and the girl's mum and dad, and he goes into the room and she's lying there and outside people are wailing and wailing. And he touches her, he picks her up by the hand and he says, Talitha Kum, little girl, I say to you, get up. And she instantly gets up. He's able to wake somebody from death the same way that I might try and wake up my children in the morning. That's actually quite a difficult job. But for Jesus, waking somebody from death is easier than that. He just says, wake, and she got up. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know? I was at a a wedding yesterday. It was a wonderful thing. Many of you were there as well. This place was packed, and we went to the reception afterwards. I had three messages during the wedding, one at the little cake reception and two at the 
uh, at the reception itself to tell me that people had died. Uh, death can come upon us any time. I went round and saw one man because uh, his wife had died that morning uh, just to really send my uh, sympathy to him. And uh, he, he said those very words to me. He couldn't believe that it had happened. It just, he couldn't believe that it had just come to him like that. And we all need Jesus. Jesus is king over death. He has the answer to death. That's the thing that we remember, indeed, as we take communion in a moment. We see that Jesus died and rose again. And as he died, he died so that we could be forgiven. And that's the fifth thing. And with this, I'll end. Uh, that Jesus, as we see in chapter 2, can forgive us our sin. Do you remember when the paralysed man came to him? And uh, some friends brought, Je- uh, brought this paralysed man to Jesus. And Jesus said something surprising to a paralysed man. You'd have expected him just to quickly say, get up. But he didn't. He said, your sins are forgiven. Because Jesus knew the biggest thing we needed more than anything else was forgiveness of our sin. More than anything. So that when we face God one day, even though we've died, we know that we can be forgiven. Jesus did that by dying on the cross. That's the best news ever, isn't it? That uh, the good news is all about Jesus. Jesus being king. He is king over everything that we might be frightened of. He is king over evil spirits. He is king over sickness. He is king over the weather and over nature. And he is king over death and sin. And that is brilliant news. There are lots of other things that we might be worried about or might need to face this year. But if we know that Jesus is king over those things, you can't think of any better news. Ted got it right. Well done, Ted. That is the best news in the world. And that's what we're going to discover over these next weeks. If you're not yet a wholehearted follower of the Lord Jesus and you want to know about this King Jesus, why don't you come to the Christianity Explored course and begin to explore some of these things? And many of you, indeed hundreds of us here, are followers of the Lord Jesus. And let me say again, let's make sure that this new year and as we go through Mark's Gospel on Sunday mornings, we begin to focus on Jesus as our King, not on religion or church, or rules, or anything else. And that will be a very worthwhile new year.